Hi guys, this is me, Mary. This is a birthday insert from Mina Didi. The first message is from Ranju. She says, Happy birthday, Mina. Cannot wait for the Bali wedding. Love you. The other one's obviously from her boyfriend. Happy birthday to the other half of my soul. Be yourself the way you are and I'll always be there for you. Love, Dibosh. And the other one's from Sami. Now you can resume to the podcast and enjoy. Hello everyone. We are back with another episode. Um, This is Mina. This is Mary speaking. And you're listening to A Drink with Mary and Mina. (laughs) Bear with me. My headphones just came off. (laughs) That's what happens when you're high on dhoop. When you're high on life, let's say that. Mm-hmm. After coming, okay. after from the previous podcast, if you haven't listened, tune into it where we speak about our depression, uh-huh. postgraduate blues. Yeah. And having said that, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> where you should not be doing intros. <laughs> you just started a sentence and did not complete it. <laughs> this is why I always let you start the intros because I'm not good at it. Because yeah. you accepting your flaws is one of the major things you need uh-huh. to do. Okay, right. And on that note, uh, let me do the proper introduction then. So what May was trying to say was that we talked about an hour about our depression and our journey and the journey that we're still going through. Well, we're not saying we're completely recovered and all that. Mm-hmm. But having said that, all of our mental health issues were related to our relationship and our um, relationship in our life and our family dynamics as well. Mm-hmm. And I think especially when you're from an immigrant family or if you have an immigrant parent like that applies to all asian diaspora i guess in yeah the definitely community. yeah or um, just anywhere in the world yeah, in general to be exactly. honest yeah um it's more complicated i think nepal in here it's more complicated because the difference in the culture is so contrast yes like the contrast between the two cultures is so apparent and so clear so we went through our fair share of complicated mm-hmm. relationships with our parents. And this is what the podcast is about. Woo, woo, shout out to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the shout outs later on. Don't worry, don't worry. She's eager. She's eager to hunt one of her parents down. Hey, 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 hey. A tiger never says what he's going to hunt. Spilling the tea already. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I th- I think you this podcast is I think it would be relatable to a lot of people mm-hmm. um, here and uh, back home as well because we're talking about the generational gap uh, in communication mm-hmm. and in values between our parents and our parents' generation and us and our generation uh, yeah and us even more because we live in a country where the values is so different to what we're supposed we're supposed to be having. We're supposed to be having and what we kind of grew up with it as yeah, well. Yeah. And like what we were what told. We conditioned. Conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word. And it took a lot for me to unlearn the things that, that you I learned. Was, yeah, I was mm. taught growing up. As with any of our episodes or any of our content out there, we are going to probably tackle this uh, subject and probably open up our vulnerable side as well because mm-hmm. we're confident about talking about mm-hmm. it. You know, and we're are con- you ready though? <laughs> <laughs> but are you confident that you, know. you are about to listen to this? Um, <clears throat> but brace yourselves. Um, so we're going to talk about our relationship with one of our parents. I think mm-hmm. I have a very complicated relationship with my mom. Um, and you have... I have a very, very complicated relationship with my dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's not like it's, uh, it's, it's ongoing. Yeah. You know. It's always been and it's always been going. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of courage to come out and say that i don't like or i hated my mom at one point in my life mm-hmm. and i think you sure you you you're okay with the life part or is it an ongoing process no no i, I mean like i i think I'll, I'll definitely talk about what i went through to um i guess i, I, I am i being too big by saying forgive her um, no, you're not. Yeah, but it, but basically moving on in mm. life and closing that hate chapter. Mm-hmm. Basically, I think hate because hate doesn't do any good to anybody. Not yeah. the person who you are hating on. Not the person. Not the person who is hating. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't do any good. It's just negative, vibe. Um, um, 
but yeah talking about my complicated relationship with my parents um i mean my dad is all right i, have, I haven't had much issues i mean we always have like that that's mm-hmm. like normal we my dad didn't have a normal level of uh, fights, fights yeah. <laughs> i guess yeah uh, but my mom like i had a very strange relationship with my mom right from mm-hmm. the start you know and the whole reason was because um, she at when i was growing up she heavily discriminated between me and my brother mm-hmm. you know and that is um quite common yeah. back home yeah because you know when you have a son the son is like the precious pearl of the family and he breadwinner. gets privileges yeah like even even when, even when he's not a breadwinner he already gets privileges right from the start because he's a boy if you haven't already watched it we have a whole video on gender discrimination on our YouTube channel exactly. which is S-I-N-E-R-J-I dot studio please go tune into that <laughs> type in type in gender discrimination and voila educate yourself <laughs> there will be stories about for, for women who have gone through gender discrimination in our community so yeah. that's like a snap shot of what happens or a snippet of what happens in our yes but this but is more of our our personal our personal journey right yeah um, and yeah I basically had a relationship very strange relationship with my mom because um, you know she always like discriminated she very clearly discriminated between me and my brother and I absolutely hated it you know because it made me feel like I was a second class citizen yeah. and somebody with so much pride like so, somebody with so much pride it hurt it hurted a lot mm-hmm. and I think that was why I was so mad because it it was so painful to see and I and my brother are not that apart in age, mm-hmm. right? He's only about 22 months younger mm-hmm. than me. And the whole reason for that is that my... So apparently growing up, I used to hear these stories. And, you know, as you do a wo- as a woman growing mm-hmm. up in our culture, growing up in this world, to be honest, you start realizing that they do look down on women or they do... You start learning the um, limits that this society puts on women. Mm-hmm. Right, and it makes you more and more sad. It makes you feel unfair, mm-hmm. and it basically angers you. But you can't do anything about that situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as I started learning why I was being discriminated or why I was not being, I guess, loved as much as my brother. Yeah. You know, and this is I clearly remember the story of uh, my mom telling me, and this my mom used to tell me. I think she didn't think much of it because it was such a norm to talk about such issues. Yeah. Uh, she probably didn't think that would hurt me. So I've got an older sister, right? Yeah. So the first child of the family was a sister. Mm-hmm. So they were expecting a son to mm-hmm. be next, mm-hmm. and obviously they would want a son. I think the first child is you're happy no matter what it is. Yeah, because it's the first yeah, child, right? Yeah. yeah. The first child, it's a bundle of joy that you've never experienced, and you, and so first child wasn't a problem. But a second child, they would have preferred it to be a son, right? Yeah. So my mom said this to me, right? So she apparently gave birth to me. And she was in, you know, the, that like um, very tired and not even fully conscious yeah. state. Stage, yeah. After, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, after it. So what she did was she put her hand down the baby's private part and felt whether it was a son or a daughter. Wow. She basically did that. And I used to hate that story, right? Because wow. you haven't even seen your your child's face, and you've already felt the private part. And when she didn't, when she realized that it wasn't a son, she said she was a little disappointed. That that's like that's not just about the son and daughter. That's like violation as well, <laughs> like of your own child. Like, would you not want to see the child first? <laughs> Wow. I, I, I don't know about violation but she basically she reached down to my private part to mm. feel whether I was a son or a daughter mm-hmm. and upon realizing that I was a daughter mm-hmm. she said she was a bit disappointed mm-hmm. and um, I think that's why they rushed into getting pregnant again mm-hmm. and that's why there's like m- my sister and I have four years gap yeah. whereas m- I and my brother are only 22 months apart Yeah, and Going back, oh my god, I'm shading my mother so much, <laughs> but it's out there. But then we're, it's we're what it is, yeah. Peace. Yeah, we've yeah. made our peace, so I don't care whether you know this is my truth that I'm telling. Yeah, if she has a problem with it, then you know that's that's upon mm-hmm. her. Um, but um, apparently, uh, when I had to stop breastfeeding sooner than I should mm-hmm. because my mom got pregnant, 
yeah with yeah. my brother mm-hmm. so i've already been um uh, you know I'm, i'm only a disappointment at birth yeah and then i have to stop breastfeeding um because, because my brother. mom got pregnant yeah. again so i was like i'm skinny like i've always been skinny apparently i was malnutrition or something when yeah. i was growing up um and these things only continued while i was growing up because there was there was clearly you know like the love and attention that he would get i wouldn't get and somebody who's growing up almost as the same as as me yeah. together and to see the stark difference yeah it was so hurtful and I how do like, you how do you digest how do you deal with it when you're growing up and your emotions are so high as a child right yeah yeah because you just want to play and then do all these basic child things exactly. but you having to compete with your own yeah. brother yeah and i think the way it developed me or shaped me was i was a more mature child mm-hmm. i matured before my age yeah yeah you know? and i think that's the case for you as well yeah definitely like you do mature before your age because you are having these deep thoughts about what is wrong with me that's probably what why we're friends <laughs> that's why we connect like yeah. yeah like where did i go wrong and it took me years to understand that my mere existence for them was a wrong thing but mm-hmm. you know that's not my fault mm-hmm. that's absolutely not my fault and it took years of you know uh years of low self esteem and years of self hurtful feelings yeah. to understand that it's not my fault mm-hmm. and that if people are feeling that way towards me then it's them they have to deal with it that it's not me mm-hmm. that I shouldn't have to go through these nasty feelings yeah. because it's not my fault like I was born a woman I was born a girl and I am proud of that you know exactly it's and not your fault it's not your fault that you didn't choose to be that yeah yeah, yeah exactly and um we used to and growing up as well like my brother would not have to do anything in the house whereas by 12 i was taught i was basically trained to be a housewife in the future yeah. right i would be cooking meals for family i would be cleaning the house mm-hmm. and when uh, guests would come around we would be serving the guests like fully mm-hmm. like literally doing all the house duties by 12 and if i didn't cook then we would get beaten up you know That's and mad. yeah and that kind of thing like in that generation that was what i went through mm-hmm. right and i hated my mom for it i mean my dad wasn't really around because you know as and uh, dad to dad you yeah. do you only see them like once a year or yeah. once every so many times uh-huh. um so he wasn't around enough to for me to understand how he would have treated me yeah. or how uh, so it was only my mom and my mom like being her conditioned in a society where the values are so different towards women um i think she definitely treated me the way she was treated she did, i yeah. guess growing up because she thought that was normal didn't she <laughs> yeah. yeah she did she did and you know she she also faced her fair share of discrimination mm-hmm. like when there was only money to send her or her youngest brother to school he, her youngest brother got chosen he didn't get the opportunities that her brothers got yeah and it took me years to understand that mm-hmm. um and you know i'll talk about what what made me what kind of pro- thought process i went to actually forgive her or make peace with my situation yeah so but not to take the limelight away from that i i what what did you go through with your dad me and my dad me and my dad um because he's he was a military dad right and he was always away Yeah. So basically let's start from the birth as we go in far that far anyway. <laughs> um my mom got pregnant when my dad was when they were in Hong Kong. Mm. So um my dad retired while my mom was pregnant with me. Uh-huh. So that was quite early for um service I think. Um but basically my dad got a job in Hong Kong so he stayed there whereas my mom and the rest of the family had to come back. So me and my sister are 18 months apart. Mm. So I feel like I'm the accidental child because <laughs> as soon as you are not as soon as you can, you know, like uh start conceiving, I yeah. think I was the first child. Yeah. So there's always been an ongoing joke about me being the accidental child and it's fine, it's cool. We we're, we're cool with that now. Yeah. Um but I've never really spent time with my dad and the way my mom brought me and my sister up was so different to other Nepalese parents and other military households cuz I can tell it was so different cuz now I hear your story mm. and I hear other people's story it was very different we were two daughters in the house 
and my mom had only my mom and her brother mm. so it came from a household of only having two kids not because they couldn't because they chose to do so yeah. so there was always like um i'm going to only have few children and i'm going to raise them right kind right. of concept yeah. so it was always like that i was always um very liberal i could wear what i want i could mm-hmm. i always had my choices so not in a not trying to say like i was a brat i wasn't yeah. i had to earn it obviously uh-huh. like they'd be like oh if you do this then maybe i'll give you that um cuz you have to do that with kids or else they'll just go over your head right uh-huh. and i don't regret that part so i was very open minded ever since i was a child i would adapt to changes and stuff like that but um i don't remember my dad when i was really young but i remember about 7 year old um he came from hong kong right mm-hmm. and then he got us um stuff like um like you know he would bring us clothes like twining clothes so he cuz he didn't want to discriminate like you know the parents they dressed oh the child the, same the, the match match your clothes with your sibling, sibling. face oh my god and cuz we were like so close to it as well mm. so we had the same he would always bring the same clothes but whereas my mom never did that because she you always <laughs> i lowkey feel like you know how dads are like they don't want to shops so they thought oh if i like this one i'll just get another one yeah yeah, yeah. Like, probably this process of shopping <laughs> probably i mean he bought like nice clothes but it was just like what the heck whereas my mom would be like what do you like so she let us choose like from early year on so that we'd have our own identity right yeah. which was very important to me now and then it's always been important uh-huh. in our family but anyways i'm uh, moving on dad got us matching clothes stuff like that and i remember that young um 7 year old he would hug and kiss my sister uh-huh. but he would just pat me in the back oh. and i was younger than my sister and it's always been like that and i was just like ah oh, okay maybe he just um feels more love towards my sister cuz he practically saw her push out of the vagina. Yeah. That's how I uh, consoled myself when I was younger. Uh-huh. But so your dad was not around when you were born. No, he wasn't oh, around. Okay. So that's what I thought, right? Mm-hmm. So this is 7-year-old me having this level of understanding. And you know what? At that point you tell yourself whatever you want to tell yourself to exactly. make peace with whatever. Exactly. Exactly. That's your coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah, cuz my family was the only people I knew. So that's the only world I was exposed to. And then later on around I think 10 or 11, I think it was 10 or 11 years old, we went to our first family holiday all across Nepal. Mm-hmm. When I'm not saying all across but we went to four five cities. Mm-hmm. And then that's when my dad came and he spent longer time with me. Mm-hmm. That's when he got my sister Harry Potter books and stuff because she was obsessed with it. Yeah. And he got me just random colorful books because he didn't know what I liked. and he oh, i know sad. <laughs> it's sad and then like he'd get like the same geometry box and everything whatever he came from hong kong at that time i think he came for good right uh-huh. um to maybe move to go somewhere else but he left yeah. hong kong for good and then he came and then um it's the same thing happened again he hugged and kissed my sister and he just pat on the back with me and then that's when i was like okay he really hates me and i was like oh my god my dad really hates me and i and i hugged him back and then obviously if i hugged him then he'd hug me back right yeah. but it didn't come from like a um like you know okay those two are my children i need to hug them both equally kind of way yeah. so that point was really hard to swallow yeah. for me cuz me and my sister we've always been equal we've always had equal amount of yeah. food equal everything and we've always been like treated the same by my mom yeah. but all of a sudden someone else showering extra love to my sister yeah. and not even given even like half of what she was getting to me uh-huh. that felt very and you you notice the difference when you're used to something normal and yeah. you you get into a situation where that's not normal then you do notice it don't you yeah i do notice and it a I lot i think once or twice is a coincidence but repeatedly doing the same thing you do Mm-hmm. Feel, okay this is intentional. Yeah, it was very intentional. I mean, I know that later on like I learned the hard way because yeah. when I was younger obviously I was trying to like, you know, but then at the age of 11 I came to know that my dad did not like me at all. Mm. And there was no reason behind it. Yeah. Cuz was there like a moment, a specific moment or specific situation at the age of 11 that you realized okay this man hates me? 
No, because like I don't think I've done anything wrong. Mm. I, me and my sister, we've always been good children. We never like did anyone dirty. Never really went to a neighbor's house and caused trouble or anything. We were like good children amongst our cousins. Yeah. I don't remember doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. I used to write him letters. I used to write him letters like every time someone was going to Hong Kong I used to write him letters saying Baba I love you and then obviously he didn't get the memo (laughs) I think it was the affection like how you me and my sister met at the same time but he was affectionate towards her right in front of me whereas he wasn't to me back that just killed it like that now like is it the same I feel like um, because my mom had to work twice as hard to Mm. overcome the love my dad didn't give to me Uh so my mom obviously was like okay my husband's not giving her enough love (laughs) so she's like this is funny because (laughs) i I, all i remember is the instagram Instagram post yeah (laughs) because on auntie's instagram there's always like oh happy birthday my nanu every time for me yeah from marisha she posts something for her but then there's nothing for, for her the sister. elder sister because <laughs> she's mean, there's a reason for it but like, she's more active fine. on facebook which is mm. true yeah on facebook she wishes everyone but on instagram somehow it just happened to me like it just happens to be me uh-huh. and she although she defends like um your sister's birthday is in the time of dosai whatever yeah. but i think deep down she's not stopped being that um second parent for me so she's always been like parent times two Oh my god. Speaking oh. emotional. It's okay, it's okay. Anyways, um So this proves that I haven't come in peace with my dad yet. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. Had to overcompensate for his lack. Yes, and my uncle effort. as well. Like my uncle he used to live with us and he had to always step up for being that male figure in the house because sometimes you do need a man. There's only so much a woman can do. Yeah. And he used to step up on every, like, um, parents' day, sports day. He'd come, but my dad never came. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my God, I can't. Take your time. Take your time. It's been a long time I haven't opened up this part of my heart. <laughs> I forgot about it. This is what we forgot to say in our previous podcast, isn't it? Like, crying is normal. Yeah. Just let it mm-hmm. go process your emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the only way you can get through it. Otherwise, if you s- hold it back, then it's not it's not going to be dealt with ever. So you have to be, you know... I mean, when I talk about my mother, I've cried so many times when I used to talk about mother. Yeah, I remember you now, have, yeah. Yeah, to the point now where when I talk about my mom, like, I don't cry as much. So, you know, practice makes perfect when it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, you don't have tears left anymore. <laughs> it's dried uh, up. No. This is dried up. Uh, um, probably because I've made peace with it. I mean, it doesn't mean that I have forgotten what it felt like. But you have forgiven. But I have forgiven. Mm. So it's a bit easier to digest for me right now. And be easier to talk about it as well. Mm, I guess so. I think that's where the forgiveness part comes in. And I haven't I haven't yeah. forgiven him. Because um, my childhood was pretty perfect. Mm. I'd like to think that. Because my mom and my family members made it. I mean, everyone has a bit of traumatic use to yeah. it, but like, um, it was imperfectly perfect. But what amplified the imperfections was him, and it wasn't even like a gender discrimination, because mm-hmm. we were the same gender. Yeah. But it yeah. just came out of nowhere, and that's what okay. didn't I couldn't digest because it's just not normal to have that. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, because I was a woman, and that was pretty much happening all around me in the society. Yeah, yeah. But for you, that was a bit different. It was a bit different. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, my household is not normal <laughs> to other military households or, like, any Asian backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But um, I really feel for my mom. Like, she had to double up to be a parent. She didn't have mm-hmm. to do that. And do you think she noticed that as well? Like oh, of course she did. Yeah. She, of course she did. Mm-hmm. That is why she had to double up. And I feel sorry for her because she didn't have to do that. Have you ever spoken to your mom about these feelings? Yes. Yeah. Mm. And does she agree? She doesn't say much. I'm pretty sure she agrees, but she doesn't really vocally say it. Uh But you can see in her eyes. But as Asian woman, you would more or less be, you're, you're, you know, conditioned to be loyal to your husband Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Can't really speak ill in front of like other people. Yeah. La la la. 
But yeah, and that's the um, that's the politeness in her, I guess. I guess yeah. so. And she's you know, and it takes a strong woman to. It's so easy to say bad things, but it's so hard hard not to say. It, it is. I mean, I've had I've seen my mom back me up, uh-huh. like. As a teenager, I was a troublesome teenager, as <laughs> as you should be, right? Because that's yeah. what teenagers do. I wasn't. I, I think I grew <laughs> up that part right. <laughs> that's the part that I did uh, when I did, like, freeze for a moment to be a troublesome teenager. Uh-huh. But even when I was a troublesome teenager, I was still hitting those milestones that you needed to as a teenager. Uh-huh. But I would, like, you know, stay out late with my friends, la, la, la. That Those times, my mom always backed me up. Uh-huh. She's always been, like, um, you know... She can do what she wants because that's her, she's a person of her yeah. own. And that's nice to have like a parent at least backing you up in mm-hmm. what you want to do, and mm-hmm. she understands you, although she doesn't say it vocally. Yeah. But she actually understands you, and that's all you need. You know? Exactly. That's mm-hmm. all you need. Your their presence, that they are there for you, and that makes so that makes so much difference. Um, yeah. Anyway, we talked about how we felt or what our issue was with mm-hmm. our parents, mm-hmm. right? So. Growing up, obviously, when you rebelled and all that, uh, and you had like confrontational conversations with our parents mm-hmm. or your dad or my mom, what happened? Do you want to share any parts of it? Like, do you, do, do you any recent ones? Oh my god! You know, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like acting like she doesn't know. <laughs> no, but I don't know the nitty gritty. The only thing, okay. the biggest one that I remember is that you. The one I got homeless. <laughs> The time she got homeless and she was living in my house. Yeah. For, uh, oh, you left for a month, didn't you? Yeah, like, pretty much a month, a month until until I went to Nepal. Yeah. Convinced you to. Um, yeah. so my mom's always been good at emotionally blackmailing. I tell her this to her face, <laughs> and she's like, "No, I don't." But she's always been good at it, uh-huh. and I've always had this um spot for her because she always had to double up as a dad right uh-huh. so i've always like um i'm kind of a mama's girl yeah. but not to the point like i take my life decision based on her yeah, yeah, yeah. but she's my favorite parent so yeah. i'm loud and proud to say that uh-huh. when we were growing up we always had these conflicts between me and dad uh-huh. and then we've always had it as a teenager right during my late teens i've had this point where i blocked his number for three years uh-huh. because i just could not deal with it uh-huh. And I could not move out because I was too young. I wasn't financially stable because uh-huh. I was still relying on my parents. Yeah. So what could you do? You just blocked him off. And then, because I wouldn't get his phone calls. That way I was avoiding that conversation, right? Uh-huh. So, it, it like, these series kind of, like, kept going on and off, on and off. Uh-huh. And then the recent one, I think it was 2000. 2020 itself. <laughs> when I say 2020 was the shittiest year of my life, I am not joking. Beginning of 2020, after January, I think, was it February? I no, no, it was still in January. Basically, coronavirus was peaking up. <laughs> and um, so people have identified there was a virus. They didn't, they hadn't named it coronavirus yet. Yeah. So I think they, they just... didn't understand the scale of it. Well, no, they didn't. Point. And what was causing it? Nothing. Yeah. So coronavirus was just named. Yeah. Just named, right? And this was just still in Wuhan, China. And then he was going on about, oh, these uh, rah, rah, rah people, la, 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 la. He was just, just, just speaking his ass out. Just racial undertones to it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you don't know nothing. You literally don't know nothing. Because even the doctors and scientists, they don't know nothing. How do you know? Yeah. yeah. So that was my valid point, And it is true. Mm. And he did not like the fact that I told him he was wrong. Yeah. Because... Uh, believe Asian parents don't like being told exactly. that they're wrong. And believe it or not, we are quite similar in some ways. Uh-huh. Like, I'm quite... Butt-headed <laughs> Why as well. Why do you say that? Because apparently you mirror the person that you hate. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's, I've learned that. And I told him then and there, uh-huh. he was like, who did you learn this from? It's it's only my right to raise you until you're 18 and old. You can move out now. You can, like, oh, this is literally him classic, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how he said, like, he was like, you can get out. I don't need to take care of you. You are all because of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the word that hurt me was, you are all because of me. Because, like I said earlier, he had nothing to do with my childhood, right? Mate, you know what my mom says to us when what? she really, she's really pissed <clears throat> off. You know, like, you guys are the shit that I shat. Yeah, he can't say that because he didn't give birth. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
he can't say that because he didn't give birth. One of my mom's friends says that as well. It's not even goo. She says lead. <laughs> and lead means a poop that's solid enough to like, you know, slip out. So she calls her sons lead. But anyways, moving on to that. He said, you're all because of me. And I did not agree to that because mom raised me. Mm-hmm. Mom raised me to be the woman I am, to speak for my mind, to say what I have to say, and always be confident in what I have to say, right? Mm-hmm. And I did not agree to that statement. I took all in, but that triggered me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like basically saying, who did you take after? I said, you. I straight away said, I took it off you. I'm literally your carbon copy. I am as stubborn as you are. You know what, mate? You know something about, you know that situation is going to go to the next level when you reflect a mirror at them. Yeah, because I was not having it. I was, I took all the shits. But then when he said I was everything because of him, Mm. when he had zero part in my childhood, Uh that really pissed me off. You couldn't take it. Yeah, Yeah. because he was discrediting my mom. And I'm not going to watch there someone discredit my mom regardless of him being my dad or my granddad, you know. And obviously he he earned money to feed you and all that. But it takes more than that to raise a child. But that doesn't mean like my mom didn't. My mom worked as well. Mm. My a lot of military's mom they didn't work but my mom was financially independent she was a lawyer and mm. an editor mm. so she earned her own money yeah. technically if he even he had left she'd be fine with herself you yeah, know yeah, yeah. so that really pissed me off and mm. i told him i'm your reflection mm. and boy did it go <laughs> south <laughs> there was drama 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 basically he said um get out of the house uh-huh. and i was like fine i'll get out that's no problem to me yeah you go to nepal like you said you always have yeah. <laughs> like this is how me and my dad are so alike when you you know when fights happen yeah all weapons come out and like there are petty comments coming yeah i was on fucking center. defense mode because this man just defamed my mom in front of my eyes and in front of her and the audacity yeah and the illusion like or, or the delusion that he has that he did all that he for did you. all that for me and i was like f- literally like f you in my head <laughs> did you and, see red oh i saw red i have never seen red in my entire life uh-huh. i've always been known for short tempered but i forgive quickly yeah, but yeah. this incident i've never never been able to and then i saw red i packed my bags I packed my bag, like I packed a mini suitcase Uh and a packed sleeping bag because I was like, well, worst case scenario, I'm sleeping in my car. (laughs) I was like, thank God I didn't decide to throw this like small car of mine away. And I was like, worst case scenario, I'm sleeping in my car. And then I had to go work after that fight. Yeah. And I did not cry in front of him because I was like, I am not crying in front of this little Mm -hmm. shit. So I walked out of my car and my mom was like, do not go. Mm-hmm. As I was going past, and he told my mom then, "Oh, it just happened. What can you do with it?" And that pissed me off even more. Like this man is not worth my time. Like, why would you kick somebody who's already down? Exactly. And there's no need for that. And to for a comment like that while you are walking out already. Yeah. No. It's. I think that affected my mom more than me because I took responsibility of my actions because mm. that was my fault, right? Yeah. But then he was like. Oh, it just happened. Like, I triggered it and he didn't have part to play in it. And that pissed Isn't me that off. Isn't that gaslighting? Exactly. And I didn't, it, that pissed me off. And then my mom, every day, every second, she texted me, oh, come back, come back. And basically, I went work, right? Uh-huh. And I looked like a miserable piece of shit because I had been crying in the car to my work, listening to loud music. I was like, because ah, I couldn't believe that just happened. And then I didn't know where to go. I was like, oh, shit. Let me ask Mina Didi first. And I was like, Mina Didi, can I shelter? And she's like, yeah, come along. I ended up staying at her house, being inconvenient for like three, four weeks. Like you were barely there. Like you would cook your own food. You All you did was sleep on my bed. Like that's it. Yeah. And, and her cat. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So how was yours? Like what was your biggest fight? Um, that was my biggest one. Oh my God. There were many. But yeah. there were many. But uh, your story just triggered me this story. Yes, so, I'm here for it. <laughs> but unlike you, I was only homeless for a night. Oh my God. <laughs> so uh, there were so many, but uh, 
two that I distinctly remember mm-hmm. is that it was December, right? Mm-hmm. And then December ma in the UK weather it yeah, goes to yeah. like zero degrees minus forty degrees, mm-hmm. and it was already you know the time when it's like chilly because it's about to snow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like frosty on yeah. the floor. Mm-hmm. So we were at home sitting, um, and then I think my brother was in a bad mood, and I joked something to him. It was just a joke, you know, just a random joke that um, you say to your sibling. Mm-hmm. And because it was the wrong timing for him, he flipped out at yeah, me. Yeah. And he threw a remote at me. Wow. And I think I don't know whether it hit my face or not. Yeah. I just can't remember clearly, right? But Malati, you can say anything to me verbally, and mm. I will take it like a champ. Yeah. But. Touch me and I will see red. Yeah. Said, you don't touch me. Basically, when he threw it, I was like, I am not having this. So me and my brother, we started having a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I'm like, what, already 21, 22 and my brother yeah. was 20. Like, we were like a bunch of 20-year-olds. We started having a fist fight in front of the telly. And my uh, my cousin was there. My mom was there. Mm-hmm. So sh- we started, um, they started trying to separate us, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even remember whether I got punched or whether I, whether I punched him. Like, I just don't remember. I don't remember. You know, when you're in a fight, you don't really feel the pain. You see like, red, yeah. You only yeah. feel it later on. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I was having a fist fight. I was like, I'm, I already hate this boy because mm-hmm. he's taken my share of love. Yeah. And, like, and that was like, I am so we got into a fist fight my cousin and my mom separated us and while they were separating us she was clearly on her side okay yeah and it wasn't even clearly it was his fault like Mm -hmm. I wasn't being anything nasty to him I was just joking around he just bloody uh, like hit me at first I was so mad at her for taking his side right and I was like bloody it was so fucking and I had just started working full time mm-hmm. I had just started saving a little bit to give back to my parents yeah right so I think I had given my mom 200 or 300 pounds in cash yeah to my mom and my mom kept that I think yeah. the cash was still in the house when that happened my mom literally took his side or like blatantly took his side blindly didn't even know what had happened yeah. she just yeah. took his side she mm. was defending him and like she was having a go at me I was like so funny and I, I lost it like I had a go at her and blah 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 like you always take his side you're his blah blah oh my god what she did was she took out that cash and like threw at me Fuck and she was like no. I don't need your fucking money this drama it was like I was, it was so hurtful you know yeah. and then I picked up the cash and I'm like I'm not staying in this house and you know how we like heating in our house mm. it's like if it's not like a sauna then we yeah. don't really it has to be like a sauna so I was in a little shorts like patalo Mm -hmm. very thin shorts and a t-shirt like half sleeve t-shirts I was so mad right and then she threw the money at me and I picked up money and I as I walked out so we had like a double door Mm -hmm. so I she pushed me out she pushed me out into the uh, into the outside door where there's a cold where you know where you put shoes and all that she pushed me out and then locked the door behind me and I mean, there were other people in the house who could have opened the door for me, but I just that just made me feel like, oh my god, she's treated me just treated me like I was nothing, right? Yeah. And I was in t shirt and my shorts. Oh my god. I was so mad. I, I had that cash in my hand, right? Yeah. And from there, in that cold, frosty gravel and I didn't have any shoes on. Mm-hmm. I was barefoot. I walked from my house to Ranju's house. That's like ten minutes walk, right? Yeah. In the cold. And by the time I got to her house, my feet were numb, yeah. And feet oh were numb, god. and I was walking on gravels as well. So you know how that hurts. Yeah, barefoot. yeah, yeah. Oh my god! As soon as Ronju opened the door, I'm I sorry, went, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows. Why are you crying in my story? <laughs> this is, I I cry very easily. Like, oh my god, this is so sad. Yeah, and then I was like, as soon as Ronju opened the door. I literally cried oh and Ronju gave me a hug, right? And then she took me to her room and I cried. I think I'm pretty sure I cried myself to sleep. And at that point, I made my mind, right? I said, I am not going back because mm. I, was, I had already been accepted for UD. Yeah. So 
for the gap year, I was just working a full-time job. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to move out for... Because you know how it's, it's so easy to find a room somewhere. Yeah. So I was like, my nose is already blocked up. <laughs> There's so, a tissue. Do you want to grab it? No, no, no. It's okay. So I was like, I'm going to move out for... Um, a few months mm. and then by that time I'm going back to going to uni anyway so I'll be and I chose a uni that was far away from home yeah right so I was like I'm, I, all I have to bear is this few months and then I'll be off anyway mm. so I cried myself to sleep Ronjiko's mom I think came in to ask what happened but mm-hmm. we didn't really share much but Ronjo was like so consoling and then in the morning I couldn't just stay at their house with yeah. nothing right yeah. and I went home I think Ronju lent me a jacket or something I think and I, I don't know what happened. I went home and I was, I did not speak to the family at all. Because in my head, I'm going to save and I'm going to move out without even talking to them. Yeah. Right. But as things go, I started speaking to them and all that. But that thing went away. But the second time that I had a proper fight was right a week before I left for uni. Mm-hmm. I had another huge fight with them. And my fight, my relationship was quite strained with the parents then because I was in a relationship with a guy, with a, a guy who is considered untouchable in our country. Yeah. Like, I'm a Dalit. <coughs> uh-huh. So I was in a relationship with a uh, Dalit guy and like, I didn't care. Like, I yeah. never cared. Values of an Asian culture is instilled in me. I never cared. I was always a bit liberated in thinking. Yeah, I think we both were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I was in a relationship and that was the, that was their problem. So we're, our relationship was already on the rocks. Yeah. Because of that. And it was so <clears throat> bloody frustrating. A week before I left for uni, they, uh, we had a huge fight. I had a huge fight with them again. Mm-hmm. So when I, a week later, I packed, honestly, all I can remember is I packed a suitcase. I packed a couple of cardboard boxes with mm-hmm. my books and everything. Mm-hmm. And I had Education. just started driving. Yeah, yeah. I had just bought a car for three uh, months. I packed my bag and I fucking drove away. Like, I didn't even speak to my parents. Like, I didn't tell them where I was going. They didn't know where I had gone. Mm-hmm. And they had no idea of tracking where I was Yeah. in a, in a place that's like three mo- three hours away. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think I spoke to them for a while until I needed money because my student loan didn't come in on time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's those were the two defining moments that I had. I think after that huge fight I had with my dad and... Yeah. I left my job here yeah. and I picked up a job up in Oxford. You remember that story, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I took a job in Oxford because I was like, I'm really moving out. Uh-huh. And I was looking actively looking at places. But then I had to go to Nepal because of my grandparents' 15th anniversary. Because yeah. so we, we all had to go as a family, as a unity, right? Yeah. And me and my dad's argument, my, um, my mom's brother and my mom's brother's wife, my uncle and aunt, they heard over the phone. Uh-huh. So everyone knew about it, basically, at that point. And then they were like, talk to your dad, la, 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 la. And I was like, I won't talk to him until he says sorry. That's where my stubbornness comes from his Mm. side because he was very stubborn about it and I was very stubborn about it as well. That's probably why I ended up camping at Minadi's house for like three (laughs) weeks, not one day. (laughs) But you know what? This is my problem with, right? When two people are having a fight, right? Yeah. It's okay to be there for them and like, a take like give mm-hmm. advice about what you. But to forcefully try and mend the relation between the two person when the issue hasn't even been dealt with dealt. properly. Yeah, that's what I find annoying. This that's is why annoying. when I really find annoying when somebody else who is not involved in the fight comes in the middle and tries to yeah. be like, I know what the situation I'll, is. Like yeah. no, you don't. This is between her, her and, and me. him. Yeah. I love that um, my mom didn't take anyone's sides mm. at that point. And when we were in Nepal, my entire family were like, oh, your dad and you should get along to me. Mm. And they said that to my mom as well. But my mom was like, that's none of your business, yeah. number one. And number two, they will talk in their own time. Yeah. You don't have to create another fight trying to put mm. them together in a room because that's not going to happen. Exactly. And why should we get along? Exactly. Like, we're two different individuals. Although we're from the same family, we're, um, you know, connected mm-hmm. by blood. But we can have clearly different opinions, yeah. of opinions mm-hmm. and values. And, you know, not you don't, you don't necessarily have to get along with them. You can exactly. be civil with them, you know. You can be you like... You have to agree. Exactly. Yeah. So I just... Um, 
acknowledge that he's my dad mm-hmm. and I don't really acknowledge um I don't never agreed what he had to say yeah. because yeah. it's not practical it's yeah. not if it's practical then I'll be like yes but he tries extra hard now he's like oh my god the dinner you made was amazing <laughs> and all that buttering this lesson then oh all this buttering up but I hate that yeah. I do not like all that um trying to be goody two shoes kind of yeah. attitude but you know what I think this is where the forgiving side comes right yeah because our parents were raised in a different generation mm-hmm. and they were not you know they like talking about issues and open line of communication about feelings was not normal for them mm-hmm. it was just how they were raised mm-hmm. so when i was going through my emotions and all that and after all that fights and fights and fights i got sick of de- being depressed i got you were sick of fighting yeah, i got sick of fighting <laughs> she was going nowhere yeah like yeah. she was not going to see my side i was not going to see her side mm-hmm. but what our fights definitely did was we although it was in a very bad way mm-hmm. but we did verbalize our feelings thoughts feelings and yeah thoughts. and i think that reached us beyond all the yelling and all the uh, cries and tears and mm-hmm. all that and it definitely reached both of us so we have what and my mom um what she's also like is that from that woman she's now become somebody else you yeah. know because she's now lived in a foreign country for 10 years now and here uh, like the values are different here mm-hmm. and she's picking up things that she couldn't back home mm-hmm. because the whole society was like that and what i finally thought was that i was expecting my mom to be great enough and have that courage to go against the norm mm-hmm. you know and that's what clearly made me think okay right mm. i can't expect her to be great mm-hmm. if she didn't have the courage i shouldn't be hating for her mm-hmm. her for it i should actually be sympathizing or empathizing um towards it you know and that kind of made me be a bit more open to her issues and her yeah. side as mm. well and we we've spoken to each other quite a lot and you know we fight we still fight but we also have moments where we talk to each other about other appreciate each a, other yeah in a way that should be appropriate yeah <laughs> you know sometimes you can't help but yell but sometimes what you mean talk for hours <laughs> yeah when i moved into mina to this house right this is one thing that was very like shocking to me cuz she was like always yelling at her siblings and i was like cuz she's not like that with me and everyone we've hung out with but then with the siblings she always yells it's the years of frustration yeah, right? it's I'm, the years so and don't you if you're my, listening yeah. i mean i'm with you on this and you know my siblings they don't do things unless they're yelled at yeah it. but i was like very shocked she was like <laughs> shouting from across the room or even floors right it's like quite nasty isn't yeah, it yeah and i was just like Okay, wh- <laughs> what is this place? It, it's like, oh, sis, and then I was like, what? Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. It's like, can you do that? Can you do that now? Why are you here? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, what is this? <laughs> why is she why is she being so volatile to us? Yeah, them? I couldn't con- I was it, I think it took me good 2 3 days to digest that. Oh, yeah. And after that I was like, okay, this is just this household how and it you works. Know what? In my defense, right? It's the years of frustration of like them it's getting the like, favors yeah, yeah the favors plus it's not like i've not tried to talk to them nicely it just doesn't work it's just like, like they the don't only, deserve it this is the tried and tested method the yelling is <laughs> <laughs> the tried and tested method that's proven to work you know like how they say it in hindi lata ka bhut baatein se nahi manta it's like uh, you will see sometimes like my sister will be doing something and i'll probably yell at her and she'll be like like what what excuse me what like mm. she will today sh- she will like jump at my yelling I've, i've seen her eye roll so many times <laughs> <laughs> like she just screams uh, going on about the forgiving self yeah like how you said you've forgiven your mom uh-huh. i mean when you said is is it a big thing to do i don't think it is it's I a it's a great thing to do but i feel like i for, um i struggle with forgiveness mm. because um like we've talked in our previous yeah. podcast i still have low self esteem yada 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 i don't think i have completely forgiven myself uh-huh. to begin with yeah. so yeah. me to forgive someone i need to forgive myself exactly. so i'm still on that journey and it's been a while like yeah. i've 
I try to forgive myself every day a little, mm. and I've done that, but I don't think I've reached that point where I'm confident enough to forgive other people. Yeah, yeah. So, and the so thing is, that will come like that will come with time. time okay? Yeah, because you have to go through the process to learn how to do it. Me sitting here telling you about my experience, about how I forgive my mom, blah, 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 blah. Mm. That's not going to do anything to you. Exactly. Because you have to live through that process to Yourself. understand it and to act on it and to live it that way, right? Mm. When you have tackled your depression mm -hmm. and when you're at a level where you are content and comfortable and you have your esteem at the right level, mm -hmm. then you will realize that Forgiving others is not to forget about what they've done to you. Yeah. Right? Forgiving others is so that you can move on. Move you on. can have some form of closure. And forgive them not because they deserve it. Mm -hmm. Forgive them because you deserve it. Like, with that being said, I don't have resentment of what he's done mm -hmm. in the past to me. Like, you know how I said, like, oh, you're, you're, you're an angel then. Like, the amount of resentment I carried, my back could break. <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously, I cried about it. It still mm. hurts, you know. But I have forgiven for him, Tio Belama, at that phase, like, where, as a child, I had to go through all that stuff as well. It wasn't my fault. And he. I hope he didn't mean to do that. Mm. If he did, then... Yeah. yeah, but that bit I've forgiven. Um, but to be honest, I feel like... The way you've said things about how he's now making an effort to um, um, show that extra, um, you know, affection towards yeah. you. I think, I feel like maybe he didn't get the memo that you're feeling that way. Or yeah. maybe now he feels like he's done something wrong in the past. And he's that guilty. He's repenting for it. Yeah. yeah, but, but you know, I think that makes it worse for me. I think, I feel like I might have a chat with him. No, Not really. Is, would it be worse for you if he didn't try at all and never acknowledge that he was in the wrong or showing some form of action to see that maybe he's, he would like to change his behavior and he's not being stubborn and sticking to whatever he was. Yeah, doing it's so definitely far. assuring, right? Mm. But it's just me as a personality. I just cannot stand those behaviors. If you have a colleague and there's like ass licking the bomb, a boss, <laughs> I'm just like, why you know what? that sort of person you know what i think it's the mind set you're in right now probably that you're not seeing it as a positive thing mm, mm, you know? mm, mm. and it t and y i completely understand it because when i was depressed when i was that mindset right a lot of people did lots of kind stuff towards me but i was like leave the Fuck alone. It's like it's like having your own space. Mm. Like I love my little space so much that if someone tries to uh, come between that area, trespass mm. feelings. Okay, <laughs> so you feel very threatened. You're like yeah. alarms go on. Like why the fuck are you here? <laughs> that's literally how my heart feels, and I think that's where it's coming from. Uh -huh. And I didn't realize that until today mm -hmm. like until you said it yeah so sometimes you do need these talks guys exactly you you do and because talking is one of the main therapies ever. exactly like, it is know, you know um they say uh yeah like if you I share mean, your pain it becomes lighter it, it does it fucking clearly it is because when i was in the hospital that's the last thing i remembered before when i thought i was taking my last breath and i was like what is all these things that milestones I've hit that means no shit? It's just this talking bit in weather spoons that I remember. <laughs> if you don't know, like we have this group of depressed people that we go to this uh, like cheap pub. Like yeah. you get cheap pub yeah. weather spoons and we have a little corner there. Like you know how friends have Central Park. Yeah. yeah. It's like the corner there where we sit down with a drink and we talk for hours and hours. Until the bar and, closes. You know, I feel so protective about that space. Like, yes. if you walk in and if there's somebody sat on there, I'm like, shit, like, they need to get off. And w I try and find a chair as close to that spot. So when they move, then they move, I'm like running to that spot. Yeah. This is so petty, man. This is, <laughs> no, I think this is the petty side of both of us. Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone has their favorite pub, right? Uh -huh. This is ours. And there has been, mind you, there has been like a few years ago now, I think. Mm -hmm. I think this was like first year or second year of knowing Mina Didi. This is where the dynamic shit duo started. <laughs> Basically, we were editing all night for this project that we did. And then <laughs> 9 a.m. in the morning when Weather Spoons opened, as soon as it opened, we ordered breakfast. It wasn't <clears> 9, <throat> mate. We got there. 
um, for breakfast around eight o'clock, and then they said they couldn't serve us alcohol because the license started. Oh uh, yes, yes, yes. So we, so we had ate. our breakfast first after a nighter, all nighter. And then the pictures came in first. We were civil. Yeah. We ordered one pictures each. We got the two for twelve pound deal. <laughs> we were civil, and then the tray of shots came. Whiskey shots. Yeah. On top of it was that. just two of us actually. And then by eleven twelve, we were gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> we were so gone to the point that we were calling people to give us lifts. <laughs> Juggling on the pavement. I think it was even a weekend morning. I don't think it was a weekend morning. No, it was weekday. Weekday, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, shambles. That's how we are. That's when you have a hit low. You have hit a new low in alcoholism. Okay, you end up to the bar before the bar opens its license for alcohol. You wait for it to open its license. Uh, we don't um, do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Alcohol is not the answer. I mean, yeah. it will be your temporary answer, but if you go into addiction and if you f up yeah. your liver, then mm-hmm. that's it, mate. You don't get you don't get more than one body. Exactly. So be be very careful about how much you drink and how much you deal with it. I love how our conversation just turned into all that things and then moved into <laughs> alcohol to weather spoons. That's just how it is, you know. That's just how this podcast is going to be. Yeah, exactly. We might as well start putting like title and put ETC etc <laughs> at the end. <laughs> true, true, true. Going off topic etc. That's yeah. our theme, guys. If you haven't known, but I hope it's fun. Like, yeah. The, the things that we say, but yeah. Anyway, so I have now made peace with the mom. Um, we still have our fights, but mm-hmm. um, that part of I completely forgive her for what she did to mm-hmm. me growing up, and I will. I have made peace that my brother will always be her favorite child. Yeah, it will always be her favorite. Like, I cannot change that for a reason, and I have. I'm, my confidence is so so high right now. Mm-hmm. Right, I feel like I don't need my mom's favoritism or approval. To, or yeah. approval to valid my existence you know yeah. i am myself my validation say i am mina and i'm proud of it and i am mina and i'm proud, proud of, of me mina. yes <laughs> and I, approve this message too on top of it. <laughs> i think i definitely have the um I've definitely forgiven my dad for his past shenanigans mm-hmm. but now because i'm in this uh graduation depression blue I don't really see past current situation going mm. out of it anytime soon mm. and I don't think I've completely forgiven him yet mm. but it's I'm in the process um few months ago I did not even speak a word to him mm. whereas now I reply to his words so that to me is like something better than nothing kind of yeah, way yeah. but um progress yeah it's a long Small way ones. yeah we got a long way to go but yeah we'll get there eventually yeah. and I mean I'm sure like Hamro the way we have issues with our parents all the asians have issues with their yeah. parents whether it's the uh, subject that they would like to study yeah yeah or, yeah or they're being forced to study or not or being married at a certain age or uh, having children at a certain age or getting kicked out of the houses <laughs> shout out to my homeless crew <laughs> getting locked out getting lo- like, yeah, exactly. oh my oh god my. that tore my heart cuz I think um, you getting locked out of your house from that tiny porch was yeah. equal to me. How my dad said, "Abaki ganeta." Me, you had sleeping bag. I had bloody <laughs> nothing, no kapra in that December cause Cause, January. Because I, I, like <laughs> I was smarter than it. Because I was smarter than you. I think this has gone beyond Nepalese culture, right? It's this just Asian yeah. in general. It's Asian in general, like oh, oh study unless you're a doctor, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're a shame to the family or if you behave a certain way when you're a woman you're a shame to the family yeah we are speaking you, this you know if they have lambo kapal if they have long hair they're like that that guy smokes weed sor 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 gunda daka i think we're coming from this we can talk about it jokingly because we're both black sheep of the family right yeah, yeah, but yeah. if like someone who obviously doesn't have like a line view as us they'd be like oh in the big reco kitty i'm sorry i'm big reco <laughs> i'm sorry i hurt you 
<laughs> but you know what? It's so hard to fight for what you identify yourself mm-hmm. in this community. Mm-hmm. And it's very it's hard because it's emotionally charged. Yeah. You definitely. know, because you're hurting the ones that you love to actually establish your boundaries and your respect. And respecting yourself. Asian family, well, what respect? If you're younger than them, what respect? <laughs> I think um, respect, talking about respect doesn't just mean, uh, like, I think our parents and grandparents, they've got it wrong. Okay? They're mm. like, um, respect, respect when go older people like mother god type oh my god yeah. yeah that's one of my biggest pet, disagreements my right? pet peeve is that right? the, when our culture ma when somebody is older than you they automatically are entitled to respect mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. like i don't agree with that like if you're anybody whether you're older younger than me or my own age if you're come to, if you come to me then i'll be nice and polite to you yeah that doesn't mean i respect you yeah you have to earn my, my respect, respect by your 100 yeah, exactly. period because like when i was younger right my granddad taught us to respect people by how they treat you not mm. if they deserve it because i remember when we were little he used to speak to us okay Whereas oh. everyone said Tah! to you, oh, they used to be like Hazur. And I was like, this is strange. Like, I'm pretty sure my household is not normal. <laughs> and the thing is, in our Asian culture, now it's becoming a bit more. Now it's becoming a bit better because people are like having communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like getting better at communicating mm-hmm. their feelings and not just. I mean. My, you know things about like like the things that we talk about in our podcast mm-hmm. and our YouTube videos like the taboo subjects like mm-hmm. sex um, or how to have safe sex like those kind of things are non-existent in our culture oh, and they should be because would you like they should be for the safety of everybody you know? I think like about sex and stuff like that even in western culture it's still not really talked about mm. i mean it's, it's awkward conversation it's definitely like not yeah. talked about in ours but yeah. it's an awkward conversation on their end yeah. as well but we have awkward conversations on um subjects like who to marry oh my God. and it's always like and i'm like what if yeah. i don't like if you're 16 and married you can have sex yeah if you're 21 and unmarried you can't have sex what do you mean 21 30 plus, 30 plus let's just sex. go there <laughs> Oh my god, if you're 30 plus and unmarried, you can't have sex. Like, badmash, and bad Asian name. parents, if you think your Torah Sori are like sozo and they don't go out or they don't have sex, they're doing it behind your back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe when you're not home. <laughs> they're doing Joking. it behind your back, mate. So you might as well just own up to it. It's own fine. Own up to it and like communicate about it. If you don't this, if you don't agree with it, just tell your uh, kids that you don't agree mm-hmm, with it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but don't enforce your values on them. Exactly. And the same as, uh, and the same it goes for, and the same goes for us as well. Yeah. Like we can't enforce our liberated values on our, our parents. parents. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice for them to mm-hmm. live that way, but we can't really force it on them. Change is such a huge. Um, um, step. step, you know, it's definitely. not going to happen overnight. And if they change, that's for good. But if they don't, then there are certain things that they would like to hold on to and happy with it, as long as it doesn't affect me. I mean, I really wish our, like, um, aunties and uncles would adapt to our opinions like they adapt to TikToks now. But oh, yeah. <laughs> that's only a dream. Oh, One yeah, can only exactly. dream. Because I do applaud them, though. Like, I have this conversation often with people, like, how they've come from a place where they had to hunt for food yeah. to how they've like using TikToks now exactly. or Facebook yeah. Live or whatever uh-huh. for entertainment. That's like a long way. And yeah. I don't think even we could go through so many changes yeah. whereas they have. And that's a very good thing to say. You know, you've adapted to everything else in life. Yeah. Why not why this? Not values? Exactly. 100%. And those are the most important part Exactly. As well. Yeah. My God. It's a good talk to talk about. Maybe we should like bring few aunties and ask them auntie kino oh <laughs> exactly that would exactly. be nice that would be really nice but yeah we're we we both had issues with our parents and i'm sure our parents had issues with us awesome. as well. <laughs> maybe they have a group <laughs> chat on facebook saying how shit my daughter is <laughs> with that being said i hope you guys related to what we had mm, to say mm. and it triggered some pokes in your hearts like it did to us mm-hmm. if you sh- shed some tears let us know if you shared some laughter let us know yeah exactly and you know at the end of the day the main thing is to 
forgive, not because. Forgive to move on. Yeah, forgive to move on. Forgive them not because they deserve, deserve it, it, but because but you, you deserve, deserve it. it. And you can have closer. Forgive but not forget. That's yes. it. With that being said, we still have shoutouts to go, guys. Thank you very much for your lovely shoutouts for this week. And the shoutouts are Hello to my brother Dave, lockdown in Nepal from Thapatim. Miss Vibe says, Project Together Volunteers, thank you for giving your time to this project. You are the best. Hello, Bhavana says, How are you? Project Together is a project um, run by volunteers for the elderly in the Nepalese community in Roshma. Do look into more into that in the Instagram page called Project Together. This is more like a letter than a shout out. Dear Sushila Didi, the one who gives endless kindness and most hardworking women who I admire so much, I want to let you know that I'm very grateful to have you in my life. I cannot thank you enough for the amount of times you've been there for me. In my darkest times, you've always given me a shoulder to lean on. You have become a part of my family. For meeting for the first time at work, being happy then, a lot of healing to do, big time depression on our personal journey to now having this best amazing relationship of sisterhood for life oh what a ride it has been sis but it was all worth it in the end we healed and we learned so much from those karmic seasons girl i want you to know that you are special to me you are strong you're worthy and deserving of all the goodness life has to offer and you know that i'll always be there for you keep following your intuition i love you to the moon and back from nisubaini those were really lovely messages guys we really really appreciate it and you know whenever you feel like we've always said whenever you feel like you want to say something anonymously or you want to declare your love or support for somebody just send us a message this is like a non-judgmental safe, safe space, space for you guys to say whatever and i know like i i kind of wanted to bring this um well we kind of wanted to bring this shout out theme so that it gives you the old school radio vibes oh, yeah. so you all like you know wait wait till shout out got this so let's listen <laughs> so thank you for participating in it you guys are amazing and with that being said next time next time hopefully with a drink bye, bye.